Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I am one of your hosts, Kirsty Ferugia. And I'm the super awesome host, Amy Ravel. <laughs> and the super humble one as well. Welcome to our podcast. You are the super awesome listeners. And we are really glad that you have taken time to join us. We're going to be sharing some stories today, talking about rehoming. Um, you may be thinking, what am I going to have to rehome? Is it my husband? Is it my teenage daughter? No, no, no. Today we're talking about rehoming random things around your house that are not where they belong. Yeah, so have you ever walked into a room um, and seen something going, oh, this does not belong here, and then picked it up, taken it into the room that it does belong in, and realized that actually it can't, well, two things. One, it can't even fit in this room where it belongs. And then two, oh, and now I've seen 15 things that don't belong in this room, and now I have to go and put those 15 things away. Has that ever happened to you, dear listener? <laughs> I would it happens to guess. us in our jobs all the time. <laughs> I was talking to um, a lady that rang to make an inquiry and booked some decluttering sessions with our team in Melbourne, and she was saying that she has had several planks of floorboard in her kitchen from a kitchen reno eight years ago, and only last weekend did they get taken out of the kitchen. She said, we've just lived with them there. And I was like, yeah, that's not uncommon because you kind of just get used to it. It's part of the furniture and it's not until like someone's coming over or you're like, I'm going to declutter. Like, why do I have random floorboards in the kitchen that I'm stepping over every time I need to make toast? Mm. So this episode is we're talking about that and encouraging you all to have fresh eyes, to look around your home with fresh eyes. So what does fresh eyes mean as well, Amy? <laughs> fresh eyes is when you look around your house as if it's not your house. 
that's basically it. So instead of having the this is my house lens on, you have a I'm in guest I'm a guest in this house lens on. And so if you walked into our house probably two weeks ago, you would have said, hmm, Amy, I'm walking in your front door and the first thing I see is a Christmas tree that says Christmas 2007 on it. Perhaps that is not where it needs to be. But there are sometimes things that are out of place that you kind of forget that are there. The Christmas tree had been sitting there our front door for probably five weeks um, while we tried to make room for it in a storage facility of an, of an organisation that Cal works for not our that the tree was being donated it wasn't our tree anymore still sat at our front door for weeks and weeks and weeks and sometimes that's not until you have fresh eyes that you go oh I probably should do something about that thing in the random spot that it is yeah and I was talking to a client today about how we've spoken about this before as well a clutter can attract clutter and clutter is a magnet. And so sometimes like you have a random thing out of place in your home and it looks odd, but only until some another odd object <laughs> is attracted to it. And then the floorboards the don't look so odd when there's a Christmas tree on them. And then the Christmas tree doesn't look so odd when there's a sock hanging off the Christmas tree. <laughs> Well, they all look odd. It all looks odd, but you uh, become blind to it. Yeah. And it kind of, you end up categorizing the whole thing. That's the junk room. That's the junk drawer. That's the corner of stuff that I'm eventually going to sell online. And so you sweep it all in together until you realize that's just a whole lot of crap that's just accumulating. And it may not even be a whole lot of crap. It might just be like one thing out of place. We were, I was with a client the other day and we were helping her sort through the drawers um, on her bedside table and there was multiple packets of cake mix in the bottom drawer. And we were like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen cake mix in the bottom of a bedside drawer before, but they just needed to make it to the kitchen. So sometimes things are just out of place. It's not that you don't need them. They're just not where they should be. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. Have you had anything more random than cake mixes in the bottom drawer of a bedroom bedside table? Oh, yeah. Ladders in bedrooms, um, TVs in bathrooms, paperwork in kitchen drawers. I feel like most homes have one thing that's particularly random. And when you're in a client's home, when you start with them, there's often a lot of clutter and often a state of overwhelm. We just laugh all the time. Um, the other day we were finding it was Nerf bullets and Lego. I think I may have mentioned this client before. Nerf bullets and Lego in every single room of the house, including like laundry, bathroom, garage, shed. Things just become out of place. And then you're like, why is this here? And you have no no backstory. It's just here. At some point I've put it down or I've forgotten it and and it's just stayed out of place. Mm, what are some to- crazy awesome out of place things that you've seen money is often randomly Mm. stashed around houses um yeah I'm trying to think of something really really random I I find random stuff all the time but and I think I'm a bit random because I can often see the reason (laughs) for the randomness yeah, I know. And the clients can often see the reason too. Mm, yeah, 
Yeah. But it I was is... in a garden shed the other day and there was bags of drop sheets, like garbage bags with drop sheets in them. And then one of the bags didn't have drop sheets. It had dolls clothes from a daughter that was like in her 40s. Mm. That, that's random. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know the things um, that collect randomness is opaque boxes. We've spoken about this and all of my clients know my hatred of opaque boxes. <laughs> but like shoe boxes that you put something in and it makes complete sense to you why you've put it in a shoe box and why you've put it in a certain cupboard. But then because it's in a shoe box and you can't see into it, you completely forget that you even ever had it. And then it's a surprise to you when you open it up. And you're like, oh. I forgot I even had these and, oh, that's where that was. I've been looking for that for 10 decades. I love that you've got clients that are 10 decades old and are still looking for stuff. That, my friends, is persistence. <laughs> I think there's All two types exaggeration. of them. <laughs> no, no, there's no hope. I can't even say the word hyperbole in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that there's two types of things that need rehoming or two types of things that are the obvious out of place. There's the known and the unknown. So you might be able to say, actually, I fully recognise that it's really weird that we keep our scooters in the bathtub. And we're like, yeah, that is really weird. You're like, yeah, but I don't have anywhere else to keep them and it's out of the way and they don't fall over and we don't use the bath anyway. And so you might be able to think of a better place for that but there's also the unknown rehoming things. And we hear this all the time. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I even owned that. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know that was there. Oh, I've been looking for that. And they're those things that are not in their home when they really should be because they're something that you actually could have used. Okay, so let's chat about the known, what you knew you had and you know where it belongs. Again, like as I mentioned earlier, sometimes you know that something you would like something to live in the laundry and you go to the laundry and it already has a home in the laundry. Easy, easy to rehome it, easy to make sure that it gets back in its home. And then you have the objects that you would love for them to live in the laundry and you get to the laundry and there's no spare space in the laundry. What do you do then, Amy? I shove it in. Mm -hmm. I make that tomorrow's problem. So, And that's what I often say to my clients is, yes, you cannot make a home. So when we talk about rehome, it's items that are not living where they're meant to, right? But what if what you're saying is what if where they're meant to, there's no room? I think that the best solution, if at all possible, is put those items where they belong, even if they can't go properly where they belong. So yes, they may not fit in the laundry cupboard, but could you just put them in the corner there for when you get to the laundry? Oh, yes. I just remembered the most random thing that I've come across. Oh my gosh. I thought something had happened to you. It has. My brain is just clicked in and <laughs> this client of mine is one of our podcast listeners to shout out to you. I was seeing a client for weeks before we move the whippersnapper out of the kitchen. <laughs> weeks. Wow. And weeks. And weeks before we thought, hey, we take the whippersnapper that's been lying on the floor in the kitchen and, and put that in the shed. Wow. Yeah. What was so, it being used in the kitchen for? Were they whipping up something oh, spectacular? Yeah, yeah. For, 
<laughs> for mulching soup. <laughs> so I was talking about putting it in that space. The reason I recommend putting it in that space is because you can get a holistic view of what belongs in the laundry. And then when you're decluttering the laundry, you actually have an idea of what space you do need, how much space you have. We've talked about natural limits and containers on the podcast before. And so I think it does give you that whole picture. And yes, it may be annoying, but mm-hmm. at least it's in the right spot and it, you know where the home has to be created, even though it's not like in its forever home. Perfect. That's exactly how I approach it as well, because then you know where to look for it when you need it. You're not going, oh, what random place did I put it down? Um, or what random place did somebody else put it down? So you know where to look for it when you need it. And for exactly those reasons as well, Amy, I love showing clients also. It's a great way of demonstrating that this room is too full. Mm. We're putting, especially like if we're going, we're working, like say we're working on the kitchen and lots of things have migrated from the laundry into the kitchen and you go and put everything back in the laundry and it's annoying, like you said, and it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but then it's a really good visual representation that the laundry also needs to be dealt with <laughs> and we can get to that or you can get to that in your own time. Yeah. But the laundry actually does need some love and attention as well or whatever room it is. And what it does is it it's actually easy wins. So when we go into a client's home or what we recommend for you, if you're a bit stuck when you're deciding where to start, we always say start with rubbish because that's super easy to pick up rubbish off the floor or off the desk or off the kitchen bench. The next easiest item is often the rehome. It is you're decluttering the bedroom. There's a couple of water glasses next to the bed or there's... I can't even think what other things people would have in their bedroom. A whippersnipper. Paperwork, a whippersnipper. (laughs) Whatever it is that you have in your bedroom that actually belongs elsewhere, that's a quick thing. And often the reason those things are in the wrong home is, and I hate to just call it, but I'm going to call it, is laziness because the rehome insinuates that there is somewhere better for them. They're just not there. And I know for me, when I have to rehome things, I'm, I'm looking around my office as we speak thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can see a couple of things that need to be rehomed. The reason that they are where they are is out of laziness and lack of time rather than lack of ability or lack of it actually having somewhere to live. Yeah. And that laziness can be called many names. It can be procrastination. Mm-hmm. It can be like tiredness, there, there can be lots of legitimate reasons why something hasn't been put away um, as well as laziness. <laughs> as you said, Kirst, the more things that there are, the less obvious it is because it just piles up. Whereas I have heard you often say when I've been at your house, I would concur, is, is items that need rehoming look very out of place in your home mm-hmm. because your home is the most organised home I've ever seen and the most tidy home I've ever seen. Maybe not the most organised in terms of like matching containers and all that stuff, but it is the tidiest <laughs> home. I just have to, you know, she's yeah, not perfect there, people. She flaws. doesn't use containers that match. <laughs> yep. Amy, um, what Amy's perceived flaws of mine are. <laughs> you're doing pretty well if the biggest flaw you have is you don't have matching containers in the pantry. Um, um, the biggest flaw 
that your p- biggest flaw, perceived flaw, is not going to be mentioned on the podcast. I know we are way too good friends to air our dirty laundry. <laughs> um, in other people's houses, Kirst, the item that needs rehoming does not look out of place. And the more and more you become decluttered and organised and start living in a home that is tidy, the more that those items will stand out. In our Head, Heart and Home group today, one person made the note that decluttering is like exercise. It's not so much that you achieve an end goal and then you're like, you are exercised, you are fit and you'll just stay that way by nature of doing nothing else. It's actually an ongoing process and you just become fitter or more organised. And I think that that's a big part to play with items that need rehoming. Yes, which speaks into why we created the Head, Heart and Home course in the first place was because we see lack of habits in homes that we go into. And Mm. one of those lack of habits is putting things back in its home when it's being finished with. Um, so that's why you Absolutely. do end up with five glasses beside your bed and why you do end there's up with There's not five, dude. Up. There's just two, all right? And one of them is because I need <laughs> But that's actually legit. There are two glasses next to my bed. I, I know. That's why I'm laughing. But that's why you end up with a whippersnipper. And it's like there's absolutely no judgment here from Mm-mm. us because we, we, we totally understand totally understand laziness and we understand procrastination and tiredness and fatigue and a whole host of other reasons that you might come up with why there are two glasses or five glasses beside your bedside table and why the whippersnipper is living in your kitchen and why the floorboards have been there for eight years and so it's not out of any sense of judgment Um, we just know that the solution to that is mm. having some habits in place that and what and as we've been talking like those habits are putting things back in its home one of our habits is that we talk about is having everything giving everything a home and as we said that can be frustrating when you are just rehoming things because you're like uh this has its home but I can't fit it back in its home or mm-hmm. I haven't actually made a home for it yet so and but you are working on say the kitchen and you're not focusing on the on this whatever room hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's going back into. I think it's really important to curse that at this point we differentiate in terms of our personal terminology at the Art of Decluttering, between rehoming and repurposing, we do not call items that you're decluttering and taking to an op shop or selling rehoming. Part of the reason behind that is sometimes that can hold you back when you are wanting to declutter things if you're instead calling it rehoming because what you're going to look for is the perfect home for each item. And sometimes the perfect home is an op shop and sometimes the perfect home is a rubbish tip and sometimes the perfect home is on the nature strip for the neighbour. So rehoming is really about taking items that you already own and you want to keep and just making sure they're in the right spot. So a home for everything and everything in its home. What we call the things that are being given another life elsewhere or heading off to the tip or the op shop is repurposing. Mm. Maybe the tip's not repurposing, but the, you know, op shop and donation and selling items is not rehoming. Yes. And I think that's a really great distinction for our listeners for us to make because you and I know that. Yes, (laughs) that's what I thought it might be good that we share our knowledge. It's really good. And I think that you made a really good point that when you use the word rehome, home for most of us conjures up emotion. Sometimes that's not always good emotions. Sometimes people can have a visceral reaction to the word Mm -hmm. home because their home wasn't safe, wasn't kind, wasn't loving. But we know that the home that you're trying to create now is you are trying your best to make it a safe, welcoming, loving space. Mm -hmm. So when we use the home word home, it can, it can have that real, um, connection like you you're connected with something that you're trying to rehome and we want you to be connected to the stuff that you want to keep in your home and we want you to loosen your connection with the stuff that you're repurposing back Mm. into the marketplace yeah and I think when you're rehoming you are making that cognizant decision that I value this enough that I am going to not just create a home, but make sure it lives in its home. And it really is like rehome is like our one word phrase for a home for everything and everything in its home, which we say a lot. Your parents or grandparents might have said a lot. You've probably heard it on TV. You've heard it on other podcasts. And it really is about saying it's important for me in order having a decluttered and organized and tidy home and not feeling like I'm chasing my tail all the time is that when I'm finished with something I will put it away and the habit of finishing something and putting it away will change the way that your home runs it will change the way your time is used because it takes 30 seconds to put it away now or it takes you an hour and a half to put everything away once you dump it in a corner and you have to make decisions. We want to eliminate decisions as much as possible and putting things straight away eliminates all decisions. It can also take you eight years. <laughs> or longer. Yeah, or longer. So uh, it's not, 
I think that's really helpful, Amy, like thinking about it. Okay, this is going to take me 30 seconds as opposed to eight years to get this moved from where it is or three weeks to move the whippersnipper from the kitchen or mm. you know, whatever. Um, so because it actually has taken you three weeks to move the whippersnipper into the garage or into the shed, mm. um, even though it only it's the three weeks and three you, minutes. Yeah, 30 seconds to yeah. walk it out <laughs> to the garage or the shed. Um, but it's been sitting there and every time you walk into the kitchen, even though you become somewhat clutter blind, there's somewhere in your head that's seen the whippersnipper. There's somewhere in your head and somewhere in your mental load that goes, oh, I should put that whippersnipper away. Oh, I should put that whippersnipper away. Oh, I should put that whippersnipper away. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you, we can be, we can all become clutter blind, and that's like that clutter. Uh, clutter attracts clutter. It helps you to become more and more clutter blind to like blind to the clutter that you have around your home. But you somewhere you still see it. You're still your your brain is still processing every time you walk into a room all the things that are in the room and it may not be categorizing it and it may not be sending alarm bells off going, Hey, I need to put that whippersnipper away, but you're still, your brain's still working really hard to, cause that's the way that we work. Cause like, that's the way our brain works. And we, we visually take in information. What we do with that information is different for everybody. And we can become somewhat colorblind to it. You know, we all know people who don't even see the mess um, but that's what they tell themselves. Their brain still sees the mess. Is mm, mm. if, if you are looking and thinking or listening and thinking, okay, I'm ready, I want to do some rehoming, there are a couple of ways you can do it. You can do it by doing an entire scan of your home and doing it holistically. You can do it like micro rehoming. You can just look at a particular space. And then also as another um set of decisions is whether you want to go fast or slow. So I'm going to give you one way that our family do it and then see what you think. So um, our house generally will have, let's say, a dozen things that need rehoming at any one time. Um, sometimes they'll be in the kitchen or on the bench. and the, on the, There's lots of different places, but it's not hundreds or even 50. It's probably a dozen at any given time. So what we would do is, I think we've talked about this before, is grab a washing basket and start at one room. And anything that doesn't belong in that room and needs rehoming goes in the basket. Then I move to the next room and anything that's in the basket that belongs in that room gets put away and anything that's in that room that doesn't belong in that room goes in the basket. And I just work my way around the house, putting things in the basket, moving to the next room, returning items, putting other things in the basket, moving to the next room. And so I found that to be great in terms of the entirety of the house and doing it at pace. That's not going to work for everybody. If you've got fatigue or you've got mobility issues or you've got lots of little kids running around your feet, sometimes it works better to just go, I'm just going to pick one thing now. Or every time I go and get a glass of water, I'm just going to put one thing away. Or every time I leave a room, I'm taking one thing with me and putting it away. So there's a couple of different options. What's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I know I've spoken about this in the podcast at nauseam probably, so I'm sorry for all of you avid listeners. Uh, I really like encouraging 
people that I'm working with in their homes to put things away one at a time <laughs> because yeah, you, it does really it's not just up. annoying on the podcast that's also possibly annoying for your clients yeah <laughs> oh and I'm I say that I, I'm open about it being annoying I however feel like I am helping them to build that muscle that habit muscle muscle <laughs> of putting yeah. things away and so uh, instead of grabbing everything that belong like looking around the room and going okay I'm heading to the laundry let me look for everything in the laundry I go oh you know just take that one thing to the laundry and come back and now take this next thing to the laundry and come back and now take this to the bedroom and come back and take that to the other bedroom and come back and yes it's annoying and it's annoying to listen to but I feel like it's giving really great examples of like actually it only took you 30 seconds yeah and it is building that habit of okay I'm getting up to go to the toilet let me scan the room and see if there's anything that needs to go to the bathroom and just taking Mm -hmm. one thing at a time or like and then when you build up that muscle you can go okay I'm going to take everything to the bathroom go to the toilet and then put everything away when I've yeah my concern and what I've seen what I do in my own life previously and what I see other people do is that they do gather everything up that needs to go to the bathroom and they just dump it in the bathroom instead of actually putting it away. So then you're just creating mess in the bathroom mm-hmm. and things have made it halfway home. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a little wayward. Yes. There's, They're called there's... the prodigal things. <laughs> Um, and I like encourage people to like it's like with any habit you want to create sustained habits and sustained change so like yes you could go and do a blitz and get everything back into its home and that's awesome and if you have the energy and the time that's I we would I and I know we would highly encourage you to do that and if you feeling like that is too overwhelming for you, then just start small. Like with something that you use today, put that away in its home. Because yeah. then you're not adding that thing to everything else that's out of its home. So just practicing one thing, like doing, okay, today I'm going to put everything that I use back in its home today. Yeah, that's a great thing. If you if you can do that today, listener. That's incredible. Like it's going to look different for everybody, but the the purpose of today's podcast is it, is to help you to see first the items that need rehoming, know what to do when you get to the home and there's either not space or there's not a, a true home for it. And then like hopefully we've given you some tips on different ways that you can do it. The most important thing though is that you just start and just, just put one thing back where it belongs or Say to yourself, I am now the type of person that puts things away when I'm finished with them. Even if everybody else in your home can never manage that, mm. why don't you start? And then they will start to catch on as you verbalise how good it is that when you needed the scissors, you knew exactly where they were. When you needed the toothpaste, you knew exactly where it was. When someone needed a sun hat, you didn't go have to look at, you know, all of that type of thing um, is really invaluable. So, dear listener, After listening to our podcast today and putting your earbuds away in their case and on charge, (laughs) 
I fancy would... people that have earbuds that need charging. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Can you tell what I just bought Simon for his birthday? <laughs> um, I would love to encourage you after you've done that is to write a review for us. Yeah. Amy, do you have a review ready for do us or is that my ready? job today? No, no, I have one ready. Um, and we just want to say thank you because every review, if you can imagine, podcasting is kind of like Kirsty and I talk to each other, but also just putting our story out into the the world. And if we don't hear back from you, we don't really know if you like it or not. Like, yes, we know because we can look at our listenership and say, oh, good, we're growing in number and our community is growing. But it is really nice when you guys continue the conversation podcasting can be a monologue or a biologue I don't know if there's a thing for two people but conversation out into the nether yeah we want you guys to be involved so a way that you can do that is to get involved in our Facebook community and another way to do that is leaving a review just like Penguin Loz did she left a review on Apple Podcasts she's from Australia and her review is titled rethink your relationship with stuff and it's a five-star review which is pretty awesome thank you penguin love she writes i listen to this podcast most mondays in my red car i think that's probably why she left a review why if it was as simple as get rid of all your stuff it would have been over in just a few episodes i think the reason this podcast is up to more than 200 episodes is that they think differently about your stuff and your life and making it work for you it's certainly not one size fits all there are so many different categories of stuff to think about. And Amy and Kirsty want to support their listeners to do that thinking and take action. It's enjoyable to listen to Amy and Kirsty is they chat and laugh and like learning from great friends rather than being lectured to. Thank you, Penguin Loz. We certainly would never want to lecture you, although sometimes we do get on our little soapboxes about different things. Kirst, we just want to get a review from everybody, but do we have any specific requests today? I think that I'm inspired by Penguin Laws's moniker and I think that if you love penguins as much as Penguin Laws does, then you should leave a review this week. Oh, that's awesome. If you love penguins, it's your turn to leave a review. We do appreciate that. And we just want to also welcome so many of you have joined our paperwork course in the last couple of weeks. So welcome to all those people. Um, tell us how you're finding it. Jump into our Facebook community. And if you want to learn more about the courses that we run, jump onto our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au, and you can learn more about that as well. Yay. Well, until next week, we hope you have fun rehoming things. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash theartofdecluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. 
Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.